I was like, whoa. I And I don't know if you resonate with this, Robin, but when we are living out of that scarcity or that scared place of just surviving, you don't really have the space to actually discern what Robin wants, what Ricky wants, like in a feeling of feeling safe to actually allow yourself to think, what would light up my heart? What is the most, you know, fulfilling thing I could do in my life? We just think, go get the safe job, like all these things. So I really, my first breast session was probably one of the first times in my life that it felt safe enough for me to look in me and say, what does Ricky want? I still get goosebumps. Hi, I'm Robin Leachy, and this is my podcast. For those who don't know me, I love questioning limiting beliefs, building self-awareness, and helping your inner spirit shine a little brighter. I'm a mom who writes self-care journals, and I've navigated divorce, insecurities, business highs and lows, rediscovering who I really am, and everything in between. Now, it is my personal mission to help you check in with yourself to question your old stories, to show yourself some extra love, and to get off autopilot and into your heart. Are you ready to get in touch with your intuition, to start taking control of your life and living intentionally? Are you ready to shift your mindset to one that sees the possibilities and your full potential? If you answered yes to any of those, this show is for you, my friend. Welcome to The Spirit Unleashed. One of your recent posts, well, I should say all of them, but one of the most recent ones that really inspired me and resonated deeply was, I think you touched on how so many of us live in a state of urgency, and you just took that time in your post as an invitation to live moment by moment, which I really appreciated because I'm pretty sure I needed it that day. And then you also ended it with a little breathing exercise. So I love that you can kind of grab someone's attention, remind them something positive, and then bring that back to breathwork. Um, so I understand you're a breathwork coach. Am I saying it properly? Is that the title? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm a breathwork. A breath integration is the method. And then yes, coaching for the last four years. So um, thank you for saying that. That's always been a big one for me. I don't know how you feel about that, but that, that time and that urgency has been a big thing that I've worked with over the years. And I find the breath, it always brings you back into the moment. So I think, did you want to start with the grounding breath today? I love that. I would love yeah. that. It's funny because I start when, before I record, I do one by myself, but I thought too, that would be excellent if you did it because you would have more experience with that. <laughs> With that breathing, right? We say like the breath and it's like, we, it's such an, it, we bo we're born to breathe and then we breathe our whole lives, but how intentional are we with it? And it's such a beautiful medicine to be aware, to create conscious breath. So um, I would love that today to invite our listeners to have a breath with us to really ground into this space so that we can receive what we're meant to receive. So what I like to do is breathe through my mouth. I feel like it's an opening into the heart space. So if that feels loving to you, I'm gonna close my eyes and put my hands on my heart just because that feels really connected to me. So if that feels loving for you as well, you can do that. And then I would just invite you to just take a big breath in through the mouth. And let it go. 
and you might feel like your breath is very shallow in this moment. You might be listening as you're driving your kids to school or something. And if that feels like the case, I want you to just notice that and see if you can deepen a little bit more, taking another big breath and seeing if you can soften and just let it go and just feeling yourself supported wherever you are in this moment. Another breath and let it go. Really allowing whatever comes up in this conversation with Robin and myself to really land. And if it's meant to support you and give you tools and share some peace and love in your life, I want you to just be open to the possibilities of receiving whatever you're meant to receive. Another breath and let it go. And then you can come back here to us. And it's so simple, Robin, like, I don't know if you feel that I feel it right away. I just that coming into the body and, and breaking. So a lot of the work I do has to do with the divine and love in our hearts and ego and fear in the mind and how our that busyness of our society really wants to keep us moving and, and distracted so that we can't create that space and that peace to really come in our bodies. And so that is just such a simple thing that you can do anytime. Um, just put your hand on your heart, feel into the moment and just really ground in with the, one of those breaths. So I love doing that. So when we do those ones and you say your breath may be shallow, mine always is at the beginning of a breath exercise. Is that just because we've been holding our breath all day or is it we're not conscious of it? Like What makes it shallow at the beginning, but then by the end of it, it feels so full. Right. Okay. So I think that has to do with our minds, right? So um, we, we have a tendency to breathe through our nose, which is, you know, normal breathing, you're kind of shallow, you're not thinking about it, you're just breathing to kind of survive. And that's how I think we're hardwired. So as humans, we don't know the difference between fear as being like, oh, we're going to be late. Our kids are going to be late for school. We got to rush, rush, rush. That fear is the same as like, uh, you know, back in the day where there was a bear outside our tent and we're freaked out. So we really are living in this react reactive state where we're just coping. We're just surviving. We're just getting through. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I think. Like you're even today, we're so excited to be here having this conversation and it's like fear and excitement are very similar. So you're taking those shallow little breaths just to get through and that's where the magic comes in is when you can realize that you are breathing that way and you're surviving versus being really intentional and creating the space to breathe and bring it into your body. You can start to see things more clearly. Like, I don't know if you feel that, but when you just take that breath and you ground, you things become simpler. They slow down and then you can create awareness for what you actually want to create responding and creating versus reacting and coming from that fear place. So I think we're just hardwired for like that addictive, give me more, do more, be more, have more. Like it just, it's so, we have so many things and distractions and places to be that I think it really does take an awareness to say, I want something a little more gentle. I want something a little more peaceful. I am going to give myself the space to have a breath. Feels so good. And it's so underestimated. Like you said, we're so on to the next, um, that instant gratification. But I find I'm much more satisfied with the pause. And I didn't know if that was just creating the space to feel satisfied because 
I haven't necessarily hit all of my goals, but that space in between of just coming back home, I like to say, like going inside. I just love that. No, has the breath work for yourself, not just as the coach, but doing the work yourself. Has that helped you pivot personally and professionally? Like I know you've had a lot of changes over the years. Yes. Oh my gosh, Robin, you are amazing. And I think it is. It's once you, once you taste that peace, once you taste that space, you're like, you want more of it, but it's just that we don't allow ourselves. So, um, I love that you've been able to take that and have that discernment for yourself that you do really like peace. You do really like to pause. Um, so yes, so I definitely, so I, I'll tell you a little bit about my story, um, just how I found breathwork, because some people may have never heard of breathwork or never done a breathwork session or anything. And so for me, when I found this work, I was, I had been looking for security and safety. So my upbringing was very chaotic. My parents divorced when I was little, we moved around a lot. So society told me that to have safety I, it was go get a good job, meet a man, get married, have babies, buy a house, you know, all these things. And so I was at a point in my life where I had ticked off a lot of those boxes. I was a registered nurse. I was about to get married and I was like panicking. I was like, is this, is this like, like, I don't, there was nothing wrong, but I was just, there was a yearning in me for something else. And I had seen all these people doing breath work that were like super connected and super happy and just rounded in their like you can tell when someone is really in their body and more um living heart centered and I was like they're so happy so I had my first session I think it was like 12 13 years ago and uh, I was hooked I was like whoa I and I don't know if you resonate with this Robin but when we are living out of that scarcity or that scared place of just surviving, you don't really have the space to actually discern what Robin wants, what Ricky wants, like in a feeling of feeling safe to actually allow yourself to think what would light up my heart? What is the most, you know, fulfilling thing I could do in my life? We just think, go get the safe job, like all these things. So I really, my first breath session was probably one of the first times in my life that it felt safe enough for me to look in me and say, what does Ricky want? I still get goosebumps because it's just like, it's such a big thing. Do we actually spend time? Like we don't spend time to take a breath. How are we going to create the space to actually think about what our dreams are and what our what our gifts are and how we can foster those things. So I really, that moment for me changed a lot. And then I went down the path of doing the work for myself. And like you said, it's now been pivotal in me making the heart centered choices to follow my passion in work. Mm -hmm. So maybe in the beginning, it was just like, oh, be more present in the moment and be more gentle with your self care. And you're like, creative spirit and all these things. And then it led to me leaving nursing, which is like a huge deal. And, you know, following my heart to give up that safe blanket and to start network marketing, which I was like, what is this? Like what? And then I was like, wait a second. It feels really in alignment for me. It feels really loving. 
And it's been because of that awareness of myself and what feels loving to me. So yeah, it can definitely, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling unsure, if you are feeling very anxious in general in life, breathwork will allow you to start to really tap into your intuition and what feels loving for you and to start to really take those steps forward in creating the life that you love, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah, I I think so many people... Um, I don't want to say they've settled, but they just don't know that it's safe to ask what they would like because they do have all those expectations and the the check boxes to fill out. Um, but I know have noticed a pattern, and I just realized that about yourself that because I'm not going to say you were you were unhappy, obviously when you were filling out those boxes, but the thing that got you out and open into yourself is what you're using to help other people now. I'm realizing there's a big pattern with that. Like whatever someone kind of went through and how they grew through it is what they're doing now to serve other people. So oh I'm like, I love that. that. So true. Yeah. Now, how do you think like breathwork, does it enhance our intuition or does it just connect us with it? Like, is it always there and we're just not really aware of it? Do you think like, cause we're so busy maybe. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I, it seems to be coming up. People are like, okay, this intuition thing and this heart centered living thing, but like, how do you actually like foster that relationship with yourself again? And I think it's interesting because I've met people who are very, I think you are very intuitive and I feel that from you. And I feel like, I feel like we're all born with an intuition. We're all born with that inner guidance. And it is a matter of, you know, how much trauma, how much, you know, you shoved it down, how much you're living in the fear, in the ego. And I think the more the breath work enhances for sure, it allows you to start to create a safe space. I think that's the thing is when you can start to feel safe in your body to go inside, but some people feel so scared. Like it takes them a few breath sessions to really allow themselves to get into the heart space. So it's like, I do believe it's in all of us. I believe, you know, if you're thinking, oh, there's no way I just can't. I do believe that there is a way. And I do believe that you will know the path you will see, like whether it's having a breath session, whether it's, you know, yoga, where, wherever your heart is like nudging you. Cause it will, it will talk and talk until you allow it to move through. I just, you know, and when we don't everyone, like when we are so determined to shut down our emotions and to turn off our intuition, I believe that's when we get things like sickness and, you know, disease in the body and aches and pains and all that. Cause our body doesn't lie. It doesn't, it, it doesn't like to hold and stay stuck. It likes to flow. It likes to be open. It likes to express. So how do you start to do that in a loving way so that you can clear the blockages and allow that intuition to really guide you in a more loving way? It's possible. So if you're sitting there like, I don't even know where to start. There is always hope for you. Well, and I think some people might have the same misconception that I did, which, so I was first introduced to breath work through my chiropractor at the time, which I guess was 11 years ago. I had postpartum anxiety attacks and I didn't even know what they were until I was explaining to her what was happening. Like I thought I was dying and she was like, you know, you're okay. I think you're experiencing this. And she had walked me through some breathing exercises. So when I could feel them come on, that's when I would do them, but which would like a huge help and really made a difference in 
overcoming that. Um, within a few months, everything had disappeared, which was wonderful. But then even after that, I had just assumed that breathwork was for panic attacks. Like I didn't realize it's just something you should be doing every day, um, like in a deeper state. So I think some people just think, oh, if you're not stressed or anxious, you don't, you don't need breath work, but we really do. <laughs> we, okay. So I'm going to just take it. There's a few things need to have to, and I've talked about this a lot on my Instagram, um, is that guilt language. Like we feel like we have to do it versus this is an invitation lady, whoever's listening is to choose you from a loving place. So choosing to breathe, choosing to look for tools, choosing to have that from a place of feeling complete and whole and doing it from a loving place. And I love that because a lot of people will choose a tool because they're so panicked, right? Like I was like, oh gosh, I feel all this panic inside my body. I I want a tool, like where's my tool? And same with you, right? Like you, you so you got to a place where you couldn't ignore it anymore. And then that's exactly true. When you can start to use a tool and then use it when you are feeling amazing, like oh, some of my biggest breakthroughs with myself and with my clients are when they are completely happy and they come in for a session and you get to up level and you really get to like lift the lid on the possibilities. So I love that you said that because you don't have to start this work. Like you can start it as, as a band aid to be like, oh, I'll just fix this problem. But the continued allowing of your body to develop that relationship with your intuition and to really expand that love, that is going to allow you to see the triggers faster, to see the fear, to see the guilt, to see, and to say, oh, here I am again. I have the tools to create more of a loving experience through this instead of shoving it down and going up about on my busy day. Yeah. Like a maintenance, right? Yes. There yeah. was something I had read quite a while ago and it said, when we're going like this as a roller coaster up and down, up and down, fluctuating so greatly that that's when you have those really high highs, really low lows. So he said, if you can just maintain it right in the middle, like you don't have to be ecstatic every single day, but it makes it so when you come down a bit, you're not like coming down so hard and so fast. So I really like that, just maintaining it, finding a practice that feels good. Um, and it just invites you to, continue each day with it. And I think when you notice the differences, you're more inclined to have that positive habit. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of committing, right? Committing and making that decision. Cause it is like the more you do it, it's like exercise. It's like eating healthy. The more you do it, the more you're going to feel better, the more you're going to want to do it. So it is a, is a choice. Like there's all kinds of tools. Your heart knows the way. So trusting that, you know, that divine nudge to say, oh, maybe I want to start breath work. Maybe I want to, whatever is feels loving to you. And yeah, committing to yourself. We've got one life. So I do feel like when you can develop that sense of trusting yourself to say, oh, this feels really good to me. And I'm going to commit to this practice that in itself, committing to yourself to say, I will show up for myself and do this is like a game changer. And I don't know, I've you if you probably feel that because you I know you have amazing self-care as well. Um, but it is it's a game changer when we trust ourselves to show up and do the work. I have noticed the biggest difference um for me as a parent. 
like I have noticed it personally as well and how I don't um, take things as personally or react. But as a parent, that's where I've noticed the biggest change. Now, have you introduced your children to breathwork? Yeah. Yes. It's so interesting because I was at a woman's circle last night and I, there was two women that have really little babies. And then a few of us have older kids. And so my kids are eight and six and I have taught them since we were little. And it is, it is crazy because it really having children really allowed me to use my tools because they trigger us in all kinds of ways. Like if you are a parent, you know, When they're screaming bloody murder, you're like every tool in the tool belt to keep your calm. And so having them to practice my tools to stay grounded and and to allow them safe spaces to feel their emotions. Um, Oh, my God, Robin, like the guilt language I've taught the five main emotions is the main tool that I work on with my clients for that emotional clarity to start to say, oh, I'm feeling sad. Oh, I'm feeling angry. And instead of shutting it down and making it wrong, we get to work through it in a more loving and compassionate way. And so they do it with me. It's the coolest thing. My kids are like, mom, you said should again. Are you like feeling guilty about something? Or they're like, oh, you seem angry. Do you want to go move your body? Or, and then we do it with each other. And it's so supportive. Like my son, I could cry, but he was like, I'm so lucky that I have a mom who has taught me how to be with my body and be with my emotions. And I I was like, (laughs) that just melts your heart. That is so rewarding. Like, even if you didn't have that as your business, just knowing that you're positively impacting your children. Because I mean, I have heard so many people, which actually bothers me, especially the last few years, say children are so resilient. They're going to be fine. They're so resilient. Like, if they were so resilient, we wouldn't all have had therapy and these other conditionings that have come up and limiting beliefs. So it's like, if you can start early with them, I mean, I'm sure everybody's going to have their little things, but if you can start early and give them those tools, I think it's going to make a huge difference in their later years. Yeah. And I think honestly, we do our best and that's what I come back to so much of the time. Like, don't think because you haven't been, you know, helping them with breath work and that you're somehow have failed them. It's like, we do our best with the tools that we have in our tool belt. So if this is feeling like connected, you're like, oh my gosh, I want more of this. Knowing that starting today with your children, talking about these things is beautiful. It's like, start where you are and start and be really gentle. I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed in doing this work is we're always, I don't know if you're hard on yourself, but I grew up really hard on myself. Like, do better, do more, do all the things. And the the ego is very critical. And so I've learned that the more I can notice that and just be so gentle with myself, like I'm doing my best here. The thoughts still come up, but I, I notice them. And that's the beauty of the breath is you can start to see those thoughts. You can start to see, you know, those big things and you can just, just take a breath with and just say, I'm doing my best and landing in that knowing that we're all doing our best. Like, and something yeah. about that too, is that I've been teaching my oldest son is that because he's in a lot of organized sports and he kind of has this thing where he needs to win every single game. And I'm like, well, if you watch your sports on television, they don't win every single game. So I've reminded him that every day your best effort is going to look different. 
So mm-hmm. maybe you're really tired that day or didn't eat well and just something's not feeling good. Your best is going to look a lot different than it might have your last game. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's just the ebb and flow, right? Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to teach our kids. And and that that competitive nature is so ingrained in our society. So it's like, how can you start to soften that and say, you know, show up and do your best? And that's and allowing ourselves to really acknowledge that uh, that was my best today. And I have the power to give myself that credit to say, okay, my ego wants to say I didn't do good enough today. How can I instead notice that? Oh, and say, I did my best mm-hmm. and just let that go or notice it and, you know, take space to say, oh, that really feels sad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit with the sadness and then I'm going to allow myself to feel like I did my best and give myself the love in that moment. So your like son's that. very lucky. Oh, thank you. I like that you said too, like acknowledging how you're feeling and then sitting with it because I am very optimistic and positive. And I think some people think that I'll just I'll be in denial or just push things away, but I am definitely in agreement with feeling those. I just don't like sitting in them for longer than I need to, but I do love crying and journaling and reflecting and just asking better questions. So it's really important to sit with those. And I think that space with, with breathing really can give you that time and where you're more observing it instead of, I don't want to say wallowing in it, but staying in there for too long and dissecting it too much, but just kind of letting it run through you. Yeah. And that's like, so I have a tool, the five main emotions has a section about moving through the emotion in a more compassionate way. So it's nice to sit and journal. Like those are great tools in the thing, but there's like, how do you feel about anger? Um, I, I like moving when I feel angry because okay. I'll just even go for a walk. Sometimes I'll just say, oh, mommy's in a timeout. Cause that's when I'm most angry is when I'm not being, I feel like when I'm not being heard, like when I'm repeating mm-hmm. myself. So I will put myself in a timeout and I'll say, mommy's going for a walk and I'll just walk. And by the time I'm back and it's only been 15 minutes, I guess it has just moved its way out because that is the biggest release for me. Yes. So that is really good. That is anger. It's so the chart explains this. So what is your um, tool for anger and moving your body is a big one. So it's like um, with our guilt, what is our, our tool for guilt? It's to go back in, give gratitude and give back. So there's different action steps you can actually start to take to process the emotion instead of, and I, you said it, I journal, I take the space, I go for a walk. So actually letting the emotion through and, emotion is energy in motion. And when we're not allowing the flow of our emotions to happen, that's when we get stuck. That's when we get the blocks. That's when we get, so like, you're so intuitive to be able to like so many people shove their anger down, especially women. Um, they'll just like shove it down. And that's when we get things like tired, bored, um, or you snap inappropriately at your kids when you're like, I don't, they didn't even really do anything, but you're like freak out and you're like, okay, I must be, you know, holding on to something here. So that is, yeah, there's ways to get through our emotions that we just don't even, we're not aware. And so that's why the breath, taking a breath and saying what's going on. And I love how you're like, okay, mommy needs a timeout to just, you know, create the space to say, okay, I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling this. How do I move through it? So amazing well, job. Show the kids that we're not perfect either, right? Yeah. 
So I know, so you had just talked about holding all of our emotions in our body too. Um, is there like a body scan that you do, an exercise that you do that you could either take us through or provide a link for after or, or anything? Yeah. Um, do we, can we, is the time doing okay for a body scan? I think we're good. I think okay. a few minutes will be good. And then, then I have one last question for you. And I, I think that's amazing. Okay. Well, I can, I'll explain a little bit. And then yes, on my website, I have a freebie. It's an emotional awareness checklist. So you can go, well, Robin can give you my website and it's really taking the space. So wherever you are, like, I like to call it the ick or like the really uncomfortable. Like we don't even, when I started this work, I didn't know what anger felt like in my body or like, I didn't, I was just like, oh, I was just overwhelmed. I was like, oh, there's all this feeling going on. So what I, what I get my clients to do just to start this process of creating the space to know your body is to stop where you are. Like, and I would do this on the floor in my kitchen when my kids were really little. And I was just like, I'm going to stop. I'm like, okay, I'm stopping and grinding. So this is the activity is to sit, um, comfortably with your feet on the ground uncrossed. So your hands uncrossed, your legs uncrossed, And then you can put your hands on your heart if that feels loving or face up in your lap. And what you're going to do is if it feels loving to you is to breathe in and out through the mouth um, to really open up that heart space. And if you do feel a little panicky when you start to like, if it feels uncomfortable, just be gentle, just listen to your body because we do so much in our minds. So this is an opportunity to just really start to ground and come into our bodies. So you're going to breathe in and you can breathe if it feels more loving in through the nose and out through the mouth and we're softening. So in and out and in and out. And you can imagine as you're doing this, breathing in love. And exhaling anything that doesn't feel loving to your body. So if that's a busy mind, if that's tension, just noticing, bringing your awareness into the breath and imagining it moving in and letting go out. And then we're going to bring our awareness to the top of the head. So this is something, this is checking in with your body and starting to go inside. So starting at the top, breathing in and out. And as we move down, getting curious what's going on inside the body. So coming over the temples. And if you feel like you have a headache, if you feel like tension at the temples or tension down the back of your neck, this is an opportunity to breathe in love. Send it to those spaces and exhale, let go. And see if you can just shift the feelings in your body creating space for more peace and let go coming down over the sinuses and let go coming down over the jaw and we tend to hold a lot of tension in the jaw so if that feels like that for you just opening your jaw moving it around and letting it go And then coming down into the throat and the neck. And if you feel like you have a lump in your throat, if you have a sore throat, our throat chakra is about our truth and speaking up. 
So breathing in love and letting go, seeing if you can soften, if you have any uncomfortability there. And then coming down into the chest, into the heart space. And if you have been rushing around, if you have been feeling very overwhelmed, your shoulders might feel pulled forward and you might feel really closed off and small. So this is an opportunity here to really open up the shoulders, roll them down your back and take a big breath, filling up that heart center and checking in with the heart. Your heart might, this is where we hold a lot of emotion for sadness for fear, if you're feeling really afraid. So doing your best to just notice the feeling that's coming up. Notice how your body is resonating. If you're feeling tension, if you're feeling tight, if you're feeling aches or pains, whatever comes up for you and allowing it to move through with the breath. Another big breath. And letting it go. Really creating that space. And then coming down over your tummy, your abdomen. So this is a lot of times where we hold on to guilt. So if you are feeling like you have some guilt or tummy aches, doing your best to breathe in and notice what's coming up for you. Breathing in love and letting it go. And then coming down over the back and the hips. Really feeling connected to the earth if you're sitting on a chair, if you're lying down for this activity, just noticing connecting to the earth and feeling supported in this moment. And then just taking another couple breaths to move down your legs and over your feet. And then when you feel complete, you can start to come back and wiggle and bring it back and open your eyes. And so after you've done that activity, hopefully you feel more connected. Hopefully you feel more light and aware. And then the next step is actually discerning where you felt it in the body and in my chart that I have. So you can get my emotional clarity checklist. And then I have an accompanying five main emotions you can start to move through the emotion based on where you feel it in the body. Mine was my jaw, for sure. As soon as you said, relax the jaw, I'm like, oh, that's very tight. And then I just kind of felt it drop. Yeah, you yeah. don't realize what, what you're holding on to when you're just, like even just sitting here chatting, right? Usually it's my shoulders, like up by my ears, but I had a massage on Monday, so so they're a little looser, but it was the jaw. So thank you for that scan. I think that's a great tool that you can do in your car before picking up your kids or heading into work uh, before bed or when you wake up. That's, that's amazing to do. So I hope people can save this and come back to it as many times as they need to. And mm. I think that was a beautiful way to transition into this last question for you, because I think it helps put us in that space in between of the observing and then like you said we're more open and aware um, so I like to leave the episodes off with asking the listeners to reflect on a question um, that's about deepening their self-awareness so I was wondering if you can leave us off with a question that we can all contemplate after this yeah you I was like 
I was, I was like, what feels the most loving to me? And there were a few things that came up, but what I think I'm going to leave with is, um, are we letting fear run the show? Because we are so hardwired to stay safe and it is not our fault. It is part of our, you know, our upbringing and our nervous system. So there was a quote that I learned in my training that says, attune yourself to what you are receiving and not what it is taking from you. So my question for you is start to notice where you are letting fear run your show. And I think about you, Robin, and how you're stepping into podcasting and you're stepping into these beautiful things and you're letting your heart lead the way and you're taking those steps. So I I would implore you to look, where are you holding yourself back? Where are you letting the fear win? And can you start to see what you will receive by taking one step forward and trusting your heart? What's one thing you can do? Go do it. That gave me goosebumps all over. Thank you. That's a great way to leave us with reflection. Um, I appreciate you coming on so much and taking us through so many great exercises. You're very knowledgeable and you're always glowing. So thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you, Robin, and creating this space for women. I know you are going to support so many women and people. So thank you for having me on. Hey there, thanks for listening. A quick reminder that if you enjoy the podcast and find it motivating or inspirational, I'd love if you could take a moment to leave a positive review. It is helpful and much appreciated. Also, please note this podcast is intended to inspire and support you and bring a little more awareness and magic to your life. I'm not a therapist or psychologist and can only speak from my personal experiences. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or another mental health issue, please reach out to a professional in your area. Thank you and all the best. Come back each Monday and Thursday for new episodes. See you then.